Hey everybody, and welcome back to Positive Politics, where we'll be talking about all of the crazy events happening in our current political environment, but from the mindset of trying to bring back the positive and compassionate civil discourse that makes this country so great. So, the subject of today's podcast will be impeachment. At the time of this recording, we are in the crux of the Senate and trials where both sides are fiercely fighting each other and making their case to the Senate. So, my overall impression of impeachment is one of deep disappointment. How it has become such a circus in the way competing media sources are portraying it, making it nearly impossible for me or any citizen to understand what is actually going on. Impeachment is supposed to be an official, constitutional, and serious process. It is Congress exercising its power to check the power of the president. However, instead of acting in a way where your loyalty is to your branch of government first and foremost, our congressmen and senators are acting like their loyalty is to their party first and foremost. See, every single attack the Democrats make against Trump, Fox News and the Republican congressmen tell us that it is partisan, that they just hate Trump, that they want to overturn the 2016 elections. But then, you have the liberal media portraying the GOP congressmen as if they are puppets by Trump, and that they are never going to turn against him. You see, the two sides are calling each other partisan, while at the same time probably even being partisan, so that it is so hard to figure out who is actually acting with integrity to the Constitution and who is actually acting with the loyalty of their party. It makes it so hard to understand whether Trump should actually be impeached and removed, or should he not. It makes it so hard to understand what actually happened with Ukraine. It has just created a confusing circus where people are telling you what to believe and persuading us to distrust the other side instead of actually just giving the facts in a nonpartisan way. However, a responsible citizen should be able to interpret bias and put that to the side and use the news for the facts, and then make our own opinion. But the thing is, both sides do not even agree on a single piece of facts to begin with. They are simply saying, no, that side is lying to you. No, that side is lying to you. Well, guys, how in the world are we supposed to convince one another to vote a certain way if we do not even have a set of agreed facts to base this off of? Clearly, one side is lying, and clearly the other side is telling the truth. And both sides are saying they are the ones telling the truth, but the thing is, we cannot even fact-check our Congress people because they are even going to the extent to saying that our internet sources and news pages are lying to us. Now, this reminds me of something. So, I compete in debate on my school's team, and from experience I know, judges hate it when they are not allowed to fact-check the debaters and just have to take the debaters at their word. And from my own experience, I have seen how debaters exploit this rule and just outright lie to the judges. And then when the opposition calls them out for lying, the judge is not even able to intervene to figure out who is telling the truth. And that is exactly what our impeachment has become. One side is lying, and one side is telling the truth. But since we do not have this overarching power like a judge to figure out the actual truth, we don't even know for sure which one is which. And that is my biggest criticism of Trump and the Republicans. They have repeatedly attacked CNN and the rest of the once-thought neutral media and have called them fake news. They have completely destroyed people's faith in CNN and that some cannot even trust the facts they are saying. The president antagonizing himself against the media is a recipe for disaster and completely destroys the whole concept behind freedom of the press. 
See, that freedom was established to give the media the ability to tell the public what the truth is, and is only secured by our faith in it. And while I think CNN is not fake news and is in fact telling the truth, it does make me really confused when Trump is calling them fake news, because he does have so much power, and his words do mean something. Like, he is the President of the United States. And when he says something like that, it is jarring, and we cannot just ignore it. It gets us to the point where the moderates do not know for sure who is telling the truth and whose side to take. The Democrats strongly believe liberal media is telling the truth, and the Republicans strongly believe the conservative media is telling the truth. And you see, all this does is deepen the divide in our country because it causes the two groups of people to live in their own worlds and really screws over and plays mental games with moderates like me. And I know, this is not some new occurrence. There has always been conservative and liberal media. But Trump has intensified the divide to the point where the bias is no longer even implicit, but explicitly pushed onto the people. So... Because of that, half of the country has heard a completely different impeachment story than the other half of the country. And you know, for me, I thought the remedy would be to both watch both liberal and conservative media to dissect the facts from that. And I guess that used to be the way to do it. But literally on every level, they are saying polar opposite things and are spreading complete opposite facts and are using the such charged language when describing one another, calling them liars and deceivers instead of actually talking about the substance. And to be fair, in my opinion, when it comes to impeachment, I think CNN has stuck more to the substance and is mostly Fox News calling them liars and lumping them with the extreme liberal media. See, I think they are presenting the facts of the case, but Trump has developed such a powerful influence that all he has to say is that they are lying and then people will immediately dismiss what they just heard from CNN. You see, it is easy to find a liar when it is just one person saying something different from the rest of the 99.9999%. But when it is 50% saying something different from the other 50%, it does make it increasingly harder to spot out the liar. Okay, I may have exaggerated that soapbox a little bit, but nevertheless, I am extremely frustrated that it has to be this hard for me to understand what happened between our president and a foreign country. To me, that is unfair to me and the American people, and we deserve better than this. And that is why I do not want to go much too much into the facts of this podcast, uh, into all the facts being debated on impeachment, because it has become so muddy and confusing and just leaves everybody mad, turned off, and confused. That being said, even from the White House transcript, which is about the only thing I can trust at this point, it seems to me that Trump did ask Ukraine to spy on Joe Biden in exchange for the military aid. However, Because he did not explicitly say in the transcript, spy on him in exchange for the aid, we cannot legally confirm a quid pro quo based on the transcript. Now, we all know, like 99% sure, that that's exactly what Trump meant based on what we know about Trump, how he uses passive aggressive language all the the time, and and says like, look, I'm not telling you to do this, but in reality, he basically is telling you to do this. But in order to remove the president, we need to have that nail in the coffin, pointed and clear evidence. In the Watergate and the Lewinsky scandal, we had that with the recordings. But with this one, we do not. You see, with those, it was agreed on both sides that the president did wrongdoing and that it was obvious. The debate was only, was that wrongdoing impeachable? But the thing with this is, the Republicans are going to such extremes to say he did not do anything wrong 
And even if he did, it is not impeachable, making it really difficult to have a reasonable conversation because the two arguments are completely different from each other. See, in my opinion, if the Republicans conceded that what Trump did was wrong and then go all in on why that is not impeachable and not enough for removal because it does not fall explicitly under bribery or treason or other high crimes and misdemeanor and argue that charges of abuses of power and obstruction of Congress are not enough to remove the president, then they would have a better chance of gaining my approval and a lot of the other moderates' support. And that brings me to my opinion on impeachment. I personally think that Trump did do something wrong and terrible, and that he did, in fact, ask Ukraine to conduct an investigation on the Bidens. Allowing foreign interference into our elections delegitimizes democracy and is exactly the type of thing the Founding Fathers would not want a president to do. Now, my opinion on Trump being corrupt and doing wrongdoing is different from whether my opinion on whether Congress has enough evidence to prove that Trump was corrupt under the rule of law. You see, there I'm not so sure, because my feelings are based on my assumptions of Trump's character, and that has caused me to interpret the transcript as him basically bullying Zelensky. But I understand that there is not enough evidence in the transcript to 100% prove a quid pro quo because he did not explicitly state his intentions. So while it may seem so obvious to us, one is innocent in court until proven guilty. That being said, I do not believe the Democrats conducted a ho- the House impeachment inquiry in the proper way to truly hold President Trump to justice. I would have liked to have seen the investigation go on longer and for the Intelligence Committee to find that extreme evidence to point the gun at Trump. Now, I understand that Trump declared executive privilege and denied cooperation, but that is a stalemate between the executive and legislative branch, and the appropriate way to fix that is to send it to the courts and allow the judicial branch to decide, not draft up an article of obstruction of Congress. However, because the impeachment investigation was a little rushed and was not synthesized very well into succinct articles, it further politicized the impeachment and made it very partisan. See, According to the Constitution, you can only impeach a president for articles of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And because they were not able to find evidence to charge him with those criminal articles, they lumped all the bad stuff he did into abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. But that is not the way you persuade someone. In English class, we were taught to create specific, defensible theses that succinctly synthesizes evidence. The House just jumbled a bunch of things together and presented it to the Senate. And since the Senate has to evaluate the articles presented, not what they could have been, it will be really hard to convince the Senate to remove Trump. Now, you guys may be thinking, hey, we charged Nixon with abuse of power, and everybody was fine with that. But you see, that was the third charge levied against him. He was also charged with obstruction of justice, meaning hiding evidence, and contempt of Congress, which are both criminal acts. In my opinion, I really do not think, from a constitutional point of view, that a president can be impeached with abuse of power as the primary article. That is really problematic and really subjective. Like, to me, there really should be something criminal in it. But on witnesses, I'm definitely on the side of subpoenaing more witnesses to explore what exactly Trump did so that we can get to the bottom of this and maybe uncover something criminal. The American people deserve to know what happened. However, I wish the House was able to bring a better article than abuse of power. So I can understand senators voting against evidence for those reasons. Now, on obstruction of Congress, 
I do not really like that article because the framers designed the Constitution to allow healthy gridlock between the two branches in order to prevent one from becoming too powerful. When this conflict occurred with the Nixon trial, we waited for almost a year for the courts to force Nixon to hand over the tapes. But the Democrats did not want to go through that long, overwhelming process of going to the courts because the 2020 election is coming right up. Which, understandably, I understand why they did that, but then again, that makes me think that there could be some partisanship behind this. Therefore, while there is so much merit to impeaching Trump for treason or bribery, the House picked the worst possible articles to impeach him on. And for that reason, I think the Senate should acquit, because their job is just to evaluate the articles. And because the House rushed this a little bit and did not fight the battle and send it to the courts in search of the truth, it makes me believe that this impeachment was in fact fueled with partisan intent. And that is really unfortunate. Because I truly think and believe that the president has been extremely corrupt and has done a bunch of terrible things, and once again, he's going to get away with it. However, now that the trial is in the Senate, we all know that the Republicans are going to be extremely partisan and not create a fair trial. Probably even more extreme and even more unfair than the alleged unfairness of the Democrats during the House impeachment inquiry. Like, I want things to be fair, and I like to think of things in our government institutions as being fair, but everything has become so biased that I've lost all fairness in Washington. And they have tried so far, with McConnell initially introducing an absurd schedule where presentation would start at 1 p.m. to 1 a.m., and I'd give adequate time for the prosecution to make their own case. Thankfully, however, the moderate Republicans, Mitt Romney... Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins were able to rise to this situation at least and enforce positive politics and persuade McConnell to make a much more fair schedule. And those are the people that are key to all of this. It is their job to make sure they're acting with justice and the Constitution in mind and pull their Republican counterparts to the center to act like that as well. If you guys feel in your conscience that the witnesses need to be heard and that McConnell is trying to play a cover-up and acquit the president and hide us from evidence as quick as possible, then you guys should have the courage to vote with Democrats on certain witnesses. You guys are the ones everybody is watching. You guys are the ones who in this situation have all the power. Your votes are the ones everyone's fighting for. You don't have to have the same opinion as me. All I am asking is that you do what you truly think is right, whether that be to call more witnesses or not. And not just vote to defend the president. See, you guys are the last stand for restoring order to this impeachment process. And today, at the time of recording, these senators did rise to the table. And that makes me pretty happy. Both Romney and Collins had the courage to vote against their party to subpoena John Bolton. But what has made what was even more impressive to me was what Lisa Murkowski did today. With Romney and Collins calling for witnesses... The vote became 49-51 because Lamar Alexander, Senator Lamar Alexander, voted against witnesses. So if Murkowski joined Romney and them, it would have been 50-50. And then the Chief Justice John Roberts would have had to intervene to decide on this. So her statement and reason for voting, the way she did, was some people don't like it. But in my opinion, I thought it was beautiful and truly exposed the partisan nature of our country. Here, let me pull it up. Okay, so she states, quote, I worked for a fair, honest, and transparent process modeled after the Clinton trial to provide ample time for both sides to present their cases, ask thoughtful questions, and determine whether we need more. 
The House chose to send articles of impeachment that are rushed and flawed. I carefully considered the need for additional witnesses and documents to cure the shortcomings of its process, but ultimately decided that I will vote against considering motions to subpoena. Given the partisan nature of this impeachment from the very beginning and throughout, I have come to the conclusion that there will now be no fair trial in the Senate. I don't believe the continuation of this process will change anything. It is sad for me to admit that as a constitution, the Congress has failed. It has also become clear some of my colleagues intend to further politicize this process and drag the Supreme Court into the fray while attacking the Chief Justice. I will not stand for nor support that effort. We have already degraded our institution for partisan political benefit, and I will not enable those who wish to pull down another. We are sadly at a low point of division in this country's history. And that is the, really the point of all of this. Washington has become so partisan and corrupt that they have lost all trust from the public that they are actually acting with those virtue, justice, and the Constitution's best interests that we all like to believe they are acting with. Congress has lost. Congress has failed. Trump has failed. 50% of the country does not trust the other 50%. McConnell does not trust Schumer and vice versa. And when we are in a situation like that, we cannot magnify our differences by getting rid of a president. That will only spur tensions with the other side, who is so firmly believes it is partisan, and start, frankly, a civil war. In a time like this, we need to try to heal. There is a time and place to rage, and now is not that. And to try to bring the Supreme Court, the country's only fair and impartial branch left that the people have faith in, into these, into these partisan games is truly disgusting and will destroy the faith in not just the executive, not just the leg legislative, but all three of our institutions. Just think about it for a second. If John Roberts votes for evidence, then he's a Democrat. If he votes against, then he is a Republican. If he chooses not to vote, he is still a Republican. You see, these people in Washington politicized this impeachment so much that we cannot even let our Supreme Court Chief Justice act in his best interest and be able to sleep at night. Look, Lisa Murkowski found herself in a situation where she needed to put the country's best interests over her own. She recognized that we need to step back and institute positive politics and heal, our, and heal our country, no matter how unpopular that would make her, no matter how much she would get wrecked by the news sources. She understood that justice and fairness was thrown away a long time ago, and it is by both sides, by Republicans and Democrats, and that it is better for both sides to own up to that instead of continuing to portray the image that they are acting with, Cong with justice and upholding the law and fighting for the Constitution's best interests. You see, in my opinion, our government has shown that they are not fit to conduct an impeachment the right way and actually search for the truth. And yes, I'm looking at you Democrats too. You guys both did not show respect for the Constitution throughout this entire process. And therefore, I do not trust you to conduct a proper impeachment and a proper acquittal or removal. And instead of falsely and disingenuously acting like you support the Constitution and you are in support of what is right, I just say we just need to kill the entire process, even if that is through partisan means. And because Senator Murkowski understood that, she should be applauded. 
And all the other Congress people, all the other senators, all the other representatives should all strive to act with that same virtue as her. All right, that's it for me. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.